uh, Expensive Science Baby, episode two. The the duo. <laughs> yeah, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm Amy. And I'm Chris. And welcome. We want to especially welcome all of our listeners um, who listened last week. There were quite a few of you. Yes, thanks. I think it was over 500. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Chris does another <laughs> podcast with maybe not as many listeners. Um, <laughs> And a special shout out to Canada and Australia, our foreign <laughs> listeners. Oh, we're international already. We are international. Uh, Perhaps it was Melinda, but I don't know for <laughs> sure, uh, in Australia. Anyway, here we are in week two, and I know we left you on quite a cliffhanger. We did. Last week. Of what money decision will we make? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. We will get to that. We will. All right. Very soon, we won't wake you. We're not going to be like a annoying television program or Game of Thrones, for that matter, who makes you wait a whole season and then an episode into that season before they answer their cliffhanger. And then the end of that episode. <laughs> oh, we're going to tell spoilers. you. Spoilers. <laughs> no, no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> um, we are going to tell you right after we introduce uh, something that I want to use uh, for the duration of our podcasting time together. Uh, I w- we created a stress level scale, and mm-hmm. each week we will tell you uh, where our stress level is. And so this week is our uh, intro to the stress level test. There are five levels. Five levels, okay. With one being the lowest stress, and five being highest the stress. highest stress. Okay. And what are the okay? So level one. What's a level one stress for you? Uh, I just want to say before we introduce the stress level chart a special shout out to to ben who oh, helped good lord with some ideas and uh not all of his ideas were welcomed none of them no uh-uh <laughs> two of them are actually his ideas oh we should delete those though <laughs> okay so stress level one lowest stress level is uh stress level bob ross oh yes bob ross you don't know bob ross google bob ross he's a he's that artist and on channel two when you were a kid and he just likes to paint happy clouds happy and happy clouds. trees and, uh, and we should clarify that it's stress level bob ross after he was a drill sergeant not during his time as a drill sergeant. He was a drill sergeant? Drill sergeant in the Marines. No. Yes, he was. He promised he would never yell again after that. I'm and... pretty sure we would have gotten training on him in the Marines. If he... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, so level one's Bob Ross, okay? Uh, stress level two is a stress level Dorothy when Rose tells a St. Olaf story. This is a Golden Girls reference. I know this because it's on the TV every time you go to bed at night. <laughs> I watch a lot of the Golden Girls. So that would be a little bit higher. A little bit, like mostly irritated. Okay. Yeah, mostly okay. irritated. Um, stress level three. I'm gonna let you take this one. Uh, it's the oh, that's the okay. Midichlorians. Uh, anytime, any Star Wars book, TV or TV show or movie uh, talks about midichlorians, then that is definitely. If you're a fan, it increases your stress level to a pretty high uh, level three, actually. So. <laughs> to a level three. And why would that be? Because midichlorians don't exist and they're stupid and it makes Jedi dumb. Okay, so that's an example of what that stress level would be if you just ask Chris about midichlorians. Okay, uh, stress level four, it's getting pretty high up there. Uh, that would be stress level serenity now. That's from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. George's father would yell serenity now when he was extremely stressed and it was supposed to calm him. Okay. And then the highest level, stress level five, would be is uh, America under a Trump presidency oh yeah so any trump supporters are like i'm out of here this podcast sucks but to us it would be the highest level of stress yeah so that's our stress level all right so let's uh let's um recap one more time so level one is bob ross everything's okay okay level two 
is mild irritation. Dorothy, when Rose tells the same off story. Okay. <laughs> level three? Midichlorians. Oh, fuck. That should be like level 12 for me. <laughs> uh, level four? Serenity now. Right, serenity now. And level five? Is that Trump presidency? Okay. So that's the that's the um, stress level chart. Every week, I'm assuming as we do things, as you especially as you go through mm-hmm. things, it's going to change. My levels are different and weird, so we'll get to that later. But anyway, so right now, this week, what would you say you're at around... Um, right now, actually, I'm kind of in a chlorian stage oh, because really? uh, we're going to talk about money pretty soon. Okay. And we, yeah. Um, Amy kept trying to talk about the money and make a decision. I decided it'd be more All fun week. to do it on the podcast. <laughs> well, and I should say, soon after, before we even recorded our first show, uh, I kind of said, Chris, I don't care. You make the money decision and I'll be fine with it. Just make a decision. <laughs> And so uh, that's kind of been our conversation this week where it's been a non-conversation. <laughs> yeah, and my, I'm kind of on the other, I'm, I'm, I'm with you basically. I'm like, what do you want to do? So let's talk about it. Um, we're, it's a, a lot of money. It, it is a lot of money. So just to remind people, it's what, around 12000 Is that right? A, a, turn, a time or something like that? Or sixteen Without 10, meds. We're not going to talk about meds. Right, yeah. ten to 13000 a cycle. Right. So three cycles is going to be around thirty to 40000 The super little... Insurance plan. Insurance plan they have is 27000 So it's roughly the cost of two and a half... Two to two, to two and a half cycles that you get to do for three yeah something like that but that's not including meds not including meds meds they don't cover meds are always going to be i think they said like three thousand right something like that so they said three thousand and um so i also have a blog uh, for those of you who are not uh didn't know that and i i blog mostly about um our life uh in now our new grief and so not so much about ivf but i did post our show on the blog um just to t- tell people that that's a thing and somebody who i don't know said they listened to the show and they are going through their second round of IVF and she wanted to give me a heads up that her meds actually cost her $4,500 a cycle. See, what is that about? Because they said, well, I guess, I mean, do you think it's, I wonder if they just took like an average, like here's the average of meds that it costs, but it could be more, could be less. And they just didn't get into that for us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't and that know. could be what the doctor thinks, and that maybe the doctor's never actually purchased these meds, so has no idea. <laughs> maybe he has really good insurance, so he would cover any infertility <laughs> right, treatments. Right, yeah. Um, okay, so it's a lot. So we would be looking at the 27000 That would be the insurance program. We pay that. We get three chances. If it doesn't work out, we get that money back. Right. Then we throw on the 3 thousand well, well three thousand to forty five hundred whatever five thousand for meds each time as each well each time a lot of money it sucks science is expensive apparently um so what are your thoughts and feelings well oh I, I know you told me you want me to make a decision well my so my thoughts are um what if we we do buy the insurance and then we do it one time and it works we've paid three times as much two and a half about that's why that's why it's much. such a deal <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, so that's a thought I have. And the other thought is we buy the insurance and that takes all of our savings. Plus we have to finance. Plus we still have to buy the meds every cycle. Yeah. So that makes me stressed about, about the money okay. stuff. You know, I understand that. That's why you're at level three. That's the why I'm level midichlorian three. level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, I'll tell you my thoughts and then you can tell me what you think and stuff. Um, I generally hate insurance. I think it's stupid and a waste of money and rarely useful. 
In this case, I, I think it's fine. Um, so let's look at the drawbacks. It costs us 27000 We get three shots at this. The drawback of, let's say we get pregnant the first time. I'm going to say we. I think it's you, but it's also we. <laughs> well, we get pregnant. Involved I'm involved, bit. kind of. I mean, here, have these, <laughs> take them out, put them in. If we get pregnant the first time, it would have normally cost us 11000 We paid 27000 for a baby. Maybe two. Maybe three. Who knows? Sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So it's more expensive. Big fucking deal. We've got a kid. Um, kids are worth it. They're amazing. They, I mean, what's money compared to a family that you want? So I'm okay with that. That's the drawback, but I'm okay with that. How, how do you feel? That's good to hear you say that. I guess I wanted the insurance more than I thought. My other question, though, is how are we financing the med part? Yeah. Okay. So... The other thing that made me go towards this insurance is that um, a really good friend gave us some money recently to help out, a substantial amount, which I think will help a lot. Mm -hmm. So we combine that with our savings and maybe if some more Twins tickets sell. (laughs) So what we talk about, if we ever talk about Twins tickets, before we started this, before we even thought about this in the off season, like seven, eight months ago. Well, I think you should talk more. I think you should start with last summer. And how last summer, obviously, sure. was suck city for us. Yeah. Our first summer without Persephone. And uh, going to Twins games and listening to the Twins or watching the Twins, I think, seemed to help us um, get through a tough summer. And for, um, I think my dad put it best when we were at the game. Uh, last, I took my dad to the, the baseball game on Friday. And he said, um, when, when their game is starting and you're in the these seats nothing else in the world matters for this tiny nine innings yeah that's true so that's true and it i don't know it meant a lot to me to share that with persephone so and she (laughs) she was a trooper it's baseball so some people think it's not as exciting as other sports but she would watch it with me she'd go to games and had had a great time at the games and um, it was fun teaching her and fun seeing her reactions to that So, so that's why we have season tickets this year it's our first year ever to have season tickets it's most definitely our last year <laughs> probably our last year yeah. and we had planned on going to about 25 30 games and selling the other 50 tickets uh they're not selling as quickly as i thought they would so if anybody out there wants to go to a game <laughs> and get first row twins tickets they're really nice tickets um we'll get our we'll get the contact information at the end of the, st- at the, end of the show um but anyways okay so this brings us back to the fact that we have a savings it's a decent amount not a great amount but it's decent especially since people were really nice to us when persephone died um uh a really good friend gave us a decent amount of money and we have some twins tickets so that's close to getting somewhere <laughs> in the vicinity of having of paying for this whole the insurance? The insurance thing it's getting there right right but what about the meds? So the meds we're going to have to... Would we finance or would we credit card? We're going to have to... Well, credit card sucks. I mean, that's a lot of money. We're going to have to find a place that finances at a decent low rate, right? And I think we'll just do that and we'll pay it off every month like we do any other bill. Sure. Okay. Um, so speaking of this uh, benefic- benefactor that gave us a decent amount of money and, and <laughs> I really we really appreciate it, obviously. Um, in his mind, that is a gift. <laughs> In my mind, it is a long-term loan. Um, so... I just also want to make sure that people know that it was an unsolicited gift. Oh, we didn't ask. I went down on him for it. I mean, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should. Yeah, okay, we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't solicited. It was just very generous, and uh, we really appreciate it. Um, so in my mind, that helps a lot. And then if we have to pay, take out another car loan to 
finance a baby, I'm okay with that. Oh, like, like a loan, like taking out a car loan. Yeah, it would be like taking out a car loan, if you think about it. If yeah. it's $12,000 or whatever it t- turns into, it's basically like a car loan. And we pay it off over time. We find, hopefully they don't screw us with like a credit thingy or anything where they jack up the interest rates. I don't know. But I'm okay with that. I really okay. am. So it sounds like... <laughs> We are buying this insurance plan. We're buying insurance. So at the end of this whole process, we'll either have um, baby or babies, or we'll have all the money back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is not ideal, but, um, you know, I'm okay with whatever. Uh, We should have mentioned this a while back, um, actually, to start the show. I'm a former Marine. I... Sometimes talk like a former Marine. Mm. So if there's the occasional explicit uh, word that comes out of my mouth, for, <laughs> forgive me. But uh, well, pr- the first time Persephone laughed, she was listening to a Rage Against the Machine song that That's had a true. lot of vul- 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 vulgar vulgarity. 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 Well, I mean, she was a baby. She, she was, was a baby, but still, so it was still fun. That that's her first laugh was yeah. when somebody's yelling "f you, f you" over and over again. <laughs> So, yeah, so if I do that, uh, forgive me. It, it's just going to happen. It's my nature. So, yeah. So I think we're, yeah, I think we're going to do this. I think we're going to okay. jump into the, I don't even know what it's called, the Attain IVF program. So, because uh, you can attain it. <laughs> yeah, that's trademarked, of course. Yeah, that's a silly name. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this week, I guess we'll try to figure out how to do this financing. And yeah. we, that'll probably be quite the discussion on next week's podcast. <laughs> as uh, anytime, although this is a separate company, but every time I've tried to phone call our uh, clinic is quite an adventure in itself of a lot of phone tag. <laughs> There's also another reason that um, I sent you that link. Did you use it where it was like, it's a simple program that says calculate your IVF chances yeah. or something. Did mm-hmm. you do that? I did that, but I didn't know exactly what to put for, um, the reason why, like, uh, I forget how, what they put it, but uh, what is, why are you having trouble? Is it, um, I can't think of some of the things they said, polycystic ovarian syndrome, is that what you've been diagnosed with or what, what, what? So I didn't know what to put for that, so I put male factor. Right. Infertility for that one. And so that, I think that would change the stats a little bit, depending on if it was... If I put I don't ovulate, or if it was male factor, or if it was both. So yes, we did the calculator. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm just kind of running through it real quick here because um, it's our first attempt. Uh, this is called the IVFpredict.com, and it asks a series of nine questions. How many unsuccessful attempts have we had? Zero. We haven't done it yet. Um, what option applies to you? Oh. No IVF. Uh, IVF. No pregnancy. No IVF. No pregnancy. No. Right? We. My history, no oh, IVF pregnant. Live birth. Live birth. No yeah, IVF, yeah. live birth. Uh, medication. I don't know what that means. Nothing? No, what medication are you going to be using? Oh, I don't know yet. Oh. We don't know this yet. Well, let's just guess one. <laughs> we got a choice between andioestrogen, anti-estrogen, yeah, and gon- gonodolphin. <laughs> oh, this right here. It says... Gonadotrophins are usual if you are using your own eggs. Okay, I'm going to call it gonodolphins, and yeah, we're going to go with gonna, andio, no, no, no. anti... What? We're using our own eggs. Oh, we are. Yeah, we're not using donor eggs. Which says they're they're usual. Oh, they're usual. You're yeah. Right. Yeah, look at you. Okay. Has your doctor recommended... Oh, <laughs> just put yes, because I think you're going to have to do that. Intra... Oh, this is that thing. Intros, ISJ yeah. or whatever. Yeah. ISI. Intracytoplasmic sperm injection. Yeah, the ICSI, <laughs> the ICSI. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I did a lot of research on that. It was kind of cool. So we don't know yet if we have to use that, but we are guessing we do because... So look at that. We're just guessing. That 
I mean, we just basically put in ask for Amy's age, how long we've been trying for. Oh, the cause. That's it. Put um, uh, more than one cause. Uh, low sperm count, even though that's not. <laughs> oh, oh crud! All right. Anyway, well, it went to thirty-three percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is low. So that's one of the reasons that I was like, if it's at like 35 to 40% each time, yeah. I mean, statistics is a thing. And that's only like, a, it's not much. It's like an 80 if it's at 40%, 80% chance over three attempts. Yeah. So I would rather, yeah, I would rather um, do this and be sure, or at least be more sure, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm fine with it. Okay. Okay. So that's what we'll do for next week is try to figure out, how to um, attain this insurance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else on the money you wanted to talk about? I'm done with that calculator. It's stupid. Okay. Um, Money-wise, uh, this is the expensive part, the money-wise. and the, uh, We got expensive science babies. We'll get the expensive part. Not really. Not for now. I mean, it's going to be a lot, It's but it's worth it. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Who, everybody who has a kid who knows it's worth it. Everybody who's trying to have a kid knows it's worth it. So Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about, um, and I, I know I want to put this delicately. So I wanted to address supporters. So how do I say this? Okay, so uh, with this podcast, it's kind of, you know, coming out and telling everybody, hey, we're trying to, we're really super trying to get pregnant. And people's reaction to anybody who says they're trying is always, I'm so happy to hear you're trying. I can't wait and tell you your parents and what have you. And those are very nice sentiments. But I think it's important to for you as as people live in life who will run into that of your friends or family is, who are trying to have babies is it's not a guarantee. It's never a guarantee, especially right. if you're right. just starting your uh, maybe you're in a new couple or um and you have now announced now we're going to start trying to have a baby. It is not a guarantee because you don't especially at that stage you don't know what you don't know, so you don't know if you'll have trouble. Um, so I guess just some words of advice out there. If, if uh, people you know are trying or telling you that they're trying, things to say might be where might be like, well, I wish you luck. I hope that it doesn't take you very long. I hope that you don't have any trouble. Okay. Things like that. But just saying, I'm so happy you're trying. You're going to be great parents. Is There's an assumption there that everything will be just fine. Yeah, and it'll work no matter what. Sure. And for a lot of us, it's not going to work without expense, expensive science. <laughs> so then, keep that in mind. And then it's just a percentage chance. It's like a, after that, you never know. I mean, yeah. So I just wanted to, to mention that. That's a good throw point. That out there. Um, yeah, it's similar to when Persephone died. People don't know what to say. That's one of those situations where people don't know what to say. They're like, yeah. we're trying to have a child via IVF. They don't really know what to say. Well, even if you don't say via IVF, even if you just say, I'm That's trying true. to have a child or we're trying to get pregnant. Right. I don't know. Just just be careful that it's it's certainly not a guarantee. Yeah, and like I said, people want to be supportive. They, but a lot of times, and they, it's all to me. It's intent, but it's not always intent to everybody. People want to be supportive. They want to say something to help, but sometimes the person takes it in a different way, or they just, it, it, I don't know. I hate the word, but it triggers something in them. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say about money. Actually, going oh, back. Okay. Uh, so there are like 15 states that cover some portion of IVF treatment with through insurance, like, and there's like five that mandate it. Um, so if you're in one of those states, uh, I haven't listed, but I'm not going to read them. Look it up. Uh, just look at IVF states that 
insurance covers, and there's a bunch of them. Our nearest one is, um, what is it, Ohio, I think? Well, Illinois seems... Ohio, Illinois, Illinois, yeah, okay, so Illinois has one where they, I think it's mandated they cover some of it. Hmm. And I was thinking to myself, self, <laughs> would it be cheaper to move to this state for a year, <laughs> get some insurance coverage, and then start trying... If we were younger, <laughs> I would absolutely be okay with that. One of the other ones is Hawaii. I'm trying to get Amy to move to Hawaii, but that's pretty much a no-go, I'm guessing. So. At this point, it's a no-go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you're a young person out there and you know you're struggling with infertility and you live in a state where your insurance does not cover it. Like Hawaii. No, it does not cover it. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, maybe you move for a little bit. Because yeah, to I, I totally would. If I were in my 20s. You know what's yeah. weird? Texas is a mandated Illinois or te- Texas is a mandated insurance state for IVF. Texas is like that is surprising. They don't want to give away anything. They're like yeah. we are staunch Republicans and we believe in oh. earning what we you know what we keep and blah blah blah. It was strange to me that they have something like that in there. So hmm. okay, if you're from Texas, and you don't believe that. We just lost a listener. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, all right. Uh, so this week, I also wanted to um, have a pea stick review. Amy's pea stick review. <laughs> I mean, so we're in the really early stages of this whole mess, and so we're not going to actually start doing I, probably the more interesting things for for a little bit. Which, when you're trying to make a baby and you're saying you want to do interesting <laughs> things, uh, people usually take it the other way. So. Uh, so I thought I would, since you know, trying to get pregnant, peeing on a stick. And I know I mentioned this last week, but peeing on a stick is a big part of that whole process for a variety of reasons. So I thought I would just. Uh, go through a little uh, peace stick review <laughs> for everybody. Riveting. <laughs> so the first one, so first I want to talk about ovulation prediction pea sticks. Okay. So there are a few ways, uh, using temperature, like we talked about last week, the basal body temperature is a way to determine when you ovulate TED. So you have to have already ovulated for that to really um, matter. And it's it's a really good predictor of when it happened in the past. But if you want to uh, be more proactive and figure out when am I going to ovulate so that you can have better timing, you're going to use an ovulation prediction stick, <laughs> if you will. And I'm assuming you just lower it into your urine stream. Is that how it works? <laughs> uh, so there's two that I'm aware of that I'm going to uh, review today. <laughs> so one is the clear blue advanced digital ovulation prediction Oh lord! This process. doesn't. This isn't a disposable, is it? Uh, so these ovulation sticks are kind of expensive. Most of them are very. Most of these things we talk about today are going to be expensive <laughs> if you buy them in the store. There's also other ways to get them, which we'll talk about <laughs> online. Are you it's not like them from yeah, it's Canada? not like the black market. That's not weird. <laughs> your parents or your grandpa's running across the border <laughs> yeah. with pea sticks. <laughs> so uh, this most recent time that we have been trying, I wanted to. Actually use uh, ovulation prediction sticks. I did not use them when we were trying for Persephone because of the cost and the annoyance of having to pee on them at work. <laughs> oh, this is the one you'd use it during the afternoon you were talking about? Well, for ovulation, you're supposed to do it in the afternoon. Except for these, this, so when I bought the Clear Blue Advanced ones, they're more expensive. They come, um, it's like a three-month, three-cycle deal where you buy an expensive uh, digital stick that you insert your pee stick into. So you're reusing the digital part. And this oh, one, I, I read the directions, and it said, use first morning urine. <laughs> okay. Which is unusual for this, but I thought, okay. 
And then this is the one, ladies who've used this, you'll know. This is the one where there's smiley faces involved, or blank circles, or flashing smiley faces. Wait a minute now. I, I find this odd, because <laughs> let's say you don't want to be pregnant, and you get a smiley face. <laughs> I don't think you're peeing on these if you don't want to get pregnant. Okay. And they're expensive. Oh, that would be more of a pregnancy test. But they do that for pregnancy tests, don't they? They give you a smiley face? No. T- oh, they don't. Okay. No. <laughs> but, so this one, uh, if I remember correctly... Uh, when you pee on it and it's a blank circle, you're not going to ovulate. Or it's So it's testing for your LH surge, which is the hormone that uh, skyrockets in your body uh, the 36 hours about before you're going to ovulate. This is what forces ovulation to happen. So that's what these sticks are testing for, is the LH hormone. La- uh, yeah. I don't know exactly what it stands la- for, everybody. L-A-H. Sorry. <laughs> no, is um, it just LH? LH. L-A-H. L-H. So it's not even a law. It's just no. Yeah. Okay. And so I use those uh, in the in the morning, and if you're not ovulating, you get a blank circle, and if you're getting close to ovulation, you get a flashing smiley face. Wait, wait! It actually flashes. It flashes, and then when you're at your peak, that's what you want. You want your LH peak, then you have a smiley face that just stays on your stick, your digital stick, and you can't clear it out, and you can't keep testing. Okay. And the doctors and the nurses will tell you to stop testing once you get your first positive. But ladies, I know you keep testing, am I right? Because you want to make sure, was that really my peak or is my peak going to happen? And sometimes you just want to see it go back down and fade away to know that, yes, you for sure got your peak. You can't do that with this digital option. I also think because of the first morning urine, I don't think it's a good test. When I was using the, these um, digital ones, I used them for like four or five months. I don't think they it would predict ovulation for me at day 14. Which, without medication, is unusual for me. It's very <laughs> unlikely for me that that's even a thing at day 14. <coughs> so I give uh, that one zero smiley faces. Don't use it. <laughs> oh, you don't have a you don't have a chart for. I didn't. Her. <laughs> I, I realize that now. I did not make. I did not make that. You don't have the. Okay. So I give that one one drop of urine, which is the lowest <laughs> in my uh, peace stick review scale. Right. One drop of urine only. <laughs> um, so for ovulation, uh, the thing that will get five drops of urine wow. for me, that's the best. Wow. We're going from the lowest scale to highest. I only have two that I know of that I personally have used. So it would be what's known as internet cheapies or wandfos. So you can buy them. That's how they're known. That's the name of it? Wandfos? <laughs> wandfos. So that's how they're known on the, uh, on the Reddits and the internet communities <laughs> is uh, internet cheapies. Um, I only recently started using them, and they are very cheap. I just had to buy some more for this next cycle, because uh, I am going to still, who knows, maybe we will get on our own pregnant yeah, in mean, the next cycle before we know. start the drugs. You never, you know. never know. So I had to buy some more, and it was like 20 for 12 bucks, which is really cheap compared to... Yeah, how much is the other one? It was like $50 for three cycles. Oh, okay. So maybe, maybe no, it was only two. Two cycles in that box were 50 bucks. Oh. So it was very inexpensive. Okay. So, with these, you do have to use your mid-afternoon urine. So, that can be tough with timing. And what's difficult is... Uh, so, the other ones, you just... Uh, midstream. You use them... You pee directly onto the stick. <laughs> so, those are the easiest to use in that regard. But the wanfos, you have to pee in a cup and then dip the stick into the cup. Yummy. So, it's a little bit annoying... Uh, I especially was annoyed when I had to figure out how am I going to do this at work? (laughs) So I actually went to the Reddit, um, hi ladies, and I kind of looked up like, how do other people do this when they have to test at work? Like, what do they do? 
And uh, some tricks were you put the cup and the stick in your purse, and you go into the bathroom, and you do your thing, and then you leave the bathroom with uh, maybe the stick in your hand covered up with toilet paper, or maybe you lay it, because you have to leave the stick flat for five oh, minutes yeah, okay. before you can read it, and so then you would take the stick back with you to your office or, or, or whatever. Now, what's hard with this method is that with when they're testing LH, LH is a hormone a lady has in her system all, almost all of the time. So you're really just testing its surge or its peak. And uh, with this test, you have a test line. And then you have, um, or wait, you have your control line and your test line. So your control line is always a dark, solid pink color. And then your test line is going to get dark the more of the hormone you have. And as soon as your test line and your control line are the same color, that means you have reached your surge and you're going to ovulate in the next 36 hours. Are you just annoyed if you're, like, colorblind? You're like, I can't use the... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think colorblindness is more common in men, luckily, in this instance. Is that true? I think so. Did you just make that up? I'm pretty sure. Right. I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> um, so that can be frustrating of how... what what Look at my lines. Are they the same color? Is one lighter? Is one darker? But there's always two lines. So that's the thing to keep in mind with these tests. With the other one, the digital one that I tried first, I didn't have to deal with that. I was just looking, looking for smiley faces. <laughs> so that's, I guess, the only criticism I have of the Wanfro cheapies is that you're looking at the lines and the color a lot. Okay. I do have a funny story to tell um, <laughs> about peeing on these sticks at work. So I did. I, I did the <laughs> testing at work where I'd put my cup in my purse and I'd walk into the bathroom. <laughs> and for some reason at my work bathroom, there's this little table. In the bathroom, this little, like, end table, which is very convenient if you have to pee in a cup and then put a stick in it. And so I move the table over closer to me and do my business in the cup. Oftentimes, I'm a clumsy person. I usually urinate on my hand in some way. Uh, <laughs> and then you I, wash them, though. Right? I do I'm wash sure them. I'm sure you do. So I dip my stick, do clean up all the mess I've made, throw my cup away, wrap my test stick in toilet paper, but remaining flat, and walk back to my office. So I have a good friend at work. We've already mentioned him. His name is Ben. And so one day I'm on my way back to my office with this in my, uh, this toilet paper contraption in my hand. And, and Ben said, oh, what is that? Is that food? <laughs> yes. Please <laughs> no. eat it. <laughs> I just looked at him and said no. <laughs> I went back in my office and put it away. <laughs> it was quite a while later that I told him what it was. Actually, he got pretty embarrassed. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of jealous. I think it would be fun to try to hit something midstream with the... <laughs> With the, you said the first one you do that midstream or is midstream? That, yeah, that'd be pretty fun for a guy. I mean, I just stand there and try to. So we, uh, we try to do that anyways with toilet paper and stuff. Yeah, pee aiming is different for. A I lady. know it's more fun when you're a guy, <laughs> and we miss out. We never get to do this. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there are ways to change the directions of your stream <laughs> as a lady, but it's, I don't think it's as easy as for a fella. Right. <laughs> That's my point. Is okay. I, would, I want this mini game within life that I can do. <laughs> All right. So ovulation stick, five drops a year in for the internet. Wanfos. Use you like those. those huh? Yeah. Use those if you are in the in the shop for ovulation. That's bold. Kits. Five out of the gate is bold. I mean, what if you find something even better? What are you going to do? Like give it five plus? Or it can also have five. I really like them. Okay. And but like, there's a lot of other ones out there on the market that I've never used, so I don't, I can't tell you. Okay. There's gonna be three pregnancy tests now that I'm gonna review. You're, three you're, different pregnancy tests. Okay. Um, I should interrupt with before I forget is the uh, one of the other reasons why I wanted to do the insurance. <laughs> okay. I know we're going back in time. <laughs> right. Hey, get on your time traveler, get in your booth, and go back in time a little bit. 
is because I didn't know there was it wasn't a certainty between the levels like the egg retrieval I thought was just 100% you retrieved an egg oh no it's like 90% so there's a 10% failure there and then the like the embryo transfer there's mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. failure there there's like a 17% chance that fails um, I didn't know that I thought it was just like alright we take out the egg we put the embryo there we do it we put it back in now we have like a 38% chance of doing it I didn't know that it kind of scales down. I mean, I don't know. This seems like really unlikely. <laughs> like, do people have kids this way? Because it seems like the odds are kind of stacked we, against you. We even. personally know people who have had children. I know. This way, it's so. just. It seems. I don't know. It does. Odds are weird. I don't know. Anyways, let's get on to the. <laughs> so, uh... Let's finish up my pistic review, <laughs> yes. and that's what really matters here. On this. <laughs> okay, so pregnancy tests. I'm going to review three of them. Um, so the first ones I'm going to review are called dollar store cheapies. So these are a dollar. You Wait, get them at the dollar store. That's the actual name of them? I actually don't know what the actual name is. <laughs> you just call them dollar store <laughs> yeah. cheapies. Right. And at some dollar stores, they're by the register. Like, you know how you can buy, like, gum or chapstick or batteries by the register? At some places, you can also buy your pregnancy test. It's just right there. I'm guessing in some <laughs> communities it's very useful to have them there. <laughs> and so I've only used this one a couple of times. And it also requires peeing in a cup. And I believe it requires a dropper. Like a, a you, I think those are just called droppers. Sure. I don't know, my dad uses them in the lab a lot, where you suck up the urine and then you just drop a couple drops in the test hole. Okay. So the reason these, so this gets my lowest rating, one pee, one drop of pee only. <laughs> urine, because, I think we're on urine. Yeah, one drop of urine only, <laughs> because they're not very reliable. So if you get a negative or a positive on that thing, you can't trust it anyway. You need, in your mind, because when I used it and I knew they were poorly reviewed, and often giving false negatives or false positives. So then in my mind, I would be like, well, then I'll just test again tomorrow with a better test. So then what's, <laughs> what's the, the point, point? Yeah. of the dollar store cheapie? So that's my advice there. Uh, my next one I'm going to review is not a specific brand, but any blue dye test. So pregnancy tests use either blue dye or pink dye. Okay. And so these tests, again, they're searching for a hormone, the pregnancy hormone, HCG hormone. Again, they have a control line that's always... Um, whether it always pink or always blue. And then the test line, if if there is that hormone test detected, another line will appear. And that means, yes, you're pregnant. Okay. okay. So with blue dye, false positives are the likelihood of one. I don't know the percentage, but it's very, very high. So again, don't use a blue dye test. Because in the same situation, if you get a negative or a positive, you're going to want to confirm that with a better test. Yeah, it seems like if it's not accurate there's no reason to ever try it or use it like you're just wasting money and time because you're going to want to test anyways they are less expensive than the highly rated pink dye tests so i think that could be a reason why some women buy them is because they're less expensive pregnancy tests in general can be very costly oh okay oh i guess i'm gonna review four guys sorry <laughs> four guys four How many guys tests been with? everybody oh, okay four tests. <laughs> so right. um the next one i'm gonna review is wanfo the internet cheapie <laughs> also, same brand, has a pregnancy test. They even also have convenient packages where you can buy an ovulation test and pregnancy tests in the same That's, bunch. How can you... Very convenient. How can you not go with such convenience? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this one's going to get only four drops of urine for me. Still pretty good. Very reliable. But again, you have to pee in the cup, dip the stick into the pee, and I find that annoying. Sure. But they are a reliable test. Uh, but the best... In my experience is Furrer's. Furrer's. Mm-hmm. First response, early response, is pregnancy test. F-E-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-C? F-R-E-R. Furrer. Yeah. So they are the most expensive, or some of the most expensive. Digital pregnancy tests are always going to be the absolute most expensive. But you only get those when you know you're pregnant and you just want to see the word pregnant. 
Anyway, <laughs> if you're just doing the test line ones, that's the best out there. Also very costly, but very reliable. It's going to get four and a half drops of urine for me. <laughs> and I'm only going to get the four and a half because recently, and my ladies will understand this, recently they changed their design where it used to be a flat stick and you'd pee on it and on your way you'd be. And that, then they decided to make it more convenient for us. And they have a curved design now, which is supposed to be easier to pee on. And everybody hates it. I shouldn't say everybody, but most people do not like it, who, who pee on these sticks a lot. We don't like that so much. But with the new design, it gets four and a half drops of urine in my review. So if you're, gonna, if you're out there and you're trying to get pregnant and you are a pee on a stick addict like I am... <laughs> I recommend. Is that a thing? Yeah. Do you have a support group? Like it's uh, on the Reddits. It, it is. You yeah. guys have your own subreddit. Pee on a stick. Mm, <laughs> people. Um, you, actually, yeah. You should start one if you don't have one. It's out there, all and right. we have a meme. All it's right. the all the things meme. It's pee on all the sticks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so what was I saying? Oh, so my advice is buy some uh, internet cheapy wanfos and have a backup uh, fancy furrer. Fur. So that you can um, pee on the cheapo ones, and if you get a positive, pee on the fur to d- confirm you're positive. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds good. That's all I have. That's all you have? For that subject. Okay. Um, so it might be a little bit earlier, but I want to... We're going to get into things that Chris learned. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> every week I come up with something that I've learned either passively through talking to Amy or just looking up stuff that I find interesting. Um, so I think they talked about it a little bit uh, at our first doctor's visit, which we only had one still. Mm-hmm. And I never actually did make an appointment. We're, that was something I was supposed to do this week. So. That's a, Yeah, well, we're going to do some things this week. All right. Uh, PGS, pre-implantation genetic screening. Oh, he talked to us about that. He talked to it a little bit. He mentioned it's extra. It's a lot extra. It's like five to 8,000 extra. Yeah. But it's kind of cool what it does. So since well, I the like... The science behind it is really cool. The science is actually really cool. Um, they can screen for like... So what this is, is before... Is it before they do the implement, implement, implementation? So the way I... it's pre. Well, right? the way I remember him explaining it is that before we even do anything, they test one of us. That's us. They can actually do this on the embryo. Right. But that's how too. he explained it was they test one of us. And if one of us is test positive for any number of genetic abnormalities, right. then they test both of us. Because if it's just one of us, there's only like a 25% chance right. we could we would pass it on. But if it's both of us, it goes up to 50 or is it even higher? I don't know. Um, and then if we both have it, then they can also test the embryos. Right. So that's part of it. So they can test for stuff like cystic fibrosis or sickle cell disease. But they can even do stuff like late onset, like breast cancer. They can test for stuff like that, that you might get, that your child might get later on. But what's also interesting is you can choose, like, your sex, right? If you wanted to, you can choose your sex. Now, most places do this for family balancing. I've already had two girls, or three girls, I want a boy. So they'll do it for that. I didn't know that this was a thing that's out there and allowable. Yeah, there's no federal laws on it in the United States, which is kind of cool. So I'm sure some states do. States set it up. But, like, L.A., you can actually choose a lot of shit. Like, in California, eye color, hair color. You can, uh, complexion. I'm going to be a little stereotypical about California, but I'm not surprised, (laughs) California. (laughs) Yeah, you could do height and then eventually like athletic uh, progress. There's a lot of stuff you can actually choose from. Hmm. It's kind of like Gattaca. If you haven't seen Gattaca, go watch Gattaca. That's actually whatever they were doing was they were doing PGD, the PGD, uh, via IVF for all their kids. My memory of Gattaca is leg stretching. 
Yes. That's our only memory of Katika. <laughs> I don't actually remember that well, and I'll probably have to go back and watch it now that I know a little bit more about this stuff. And so what does that mean that you can do this? And that some some countries have laws about it. The United States doesn't. The United States is like, so far, it's a gray area. Do whatever you want. A lot of doctors find some of it morally like unethical. That's why they'll only do sex for you know family balancing stuff. But California is kind of a wild west right now. They'll they'll give you whatever you want if you can pay for it. Wow. See, and you we, we not, you and I have talked a little bit about this. Where I am pro screening for debilitating genetic abnormalities. Sure. That would severely impair the life of a child. Okay. I am against choosing eye color or height or even athletic ability because that's part of the surprise of how will our genes together mix and will our child be more like me in this instance or more like you in that instance. Like, that takes all that away. I agree, but on the other side, you want the best for your kid. And I... No, I'm I'm with you. I I don't think that... I would probably not do this. But I can see the very slippery slope between... You know, I've chosen to have a boy because I have three girls and I want really want a boy. And then the doctor's like, oh, okay, well, we w- let's get rid of all these genetic diseases, too, that we know we can do. And then it's like, oh, well, height? Why not? Give your child the best advantages in life, right? Especially if you're going to, they're going to, you want them to get into acting or something like that. It's a very slippery slope. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and then, so let's say we're super rich. We're rich. Me and you, we're rich. Yay. Yay. Money doesn't mean anything <laughs> to us. We don't even, we don't keep track. We have somebody who keeps track of our money and their their notions to us is you always have enough. Um, then what? Does it matter then? Do you want to, do you, it's interesting between wanting to give your kids everything because every parent wants to give their kid everything and this whole system, the pidgey system. Um, it's really cool. It's really cool. The science. What I really want to talk about is the science that they can actually do this stuff, and it's actually pretty neat that they can do this stuff. I mean, it's basically the future. We're living in the future. Yeah, pretty I awesome. agree. It is. It's very impressive that part of the science, but I'm against the what do they call it? Um, designer baby, right? I think that's what they call it. Designer babies. I'm against that. Sure, I can understand being against it, but I can also completely understand if somebody's like, I want to give my kid every advantage in life, so I'm going to do this. Because it's $8,000 and I'm super rich, so why would I not? I, I can understand that argument. I'm I'm not for it, but I can completely understand. I don't think I would actually fault anybody for making that decision, too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But now for us, we kind of talked about it. Right. And we don't have, that we know of, any of those abnormalities in our background, in our family history. So we're probably not going to do that. I don't think we are. Um, I don't know. I don't think we are. I think and we t- kind of talked about and I th- it. Yeah, and I know it's out there, and a lot of people it's recommended for if they suffer from recurrent miscarriages. Oh, okay. And that's because often you're having a miscarriage because there is a genetic abnormality in the embryo, and so your body naturally knows that and rejects it. And so doing this test that will, will ensure that they're not putting in an embryo that has one of those abnormalities that will then just be miscarried. They're trying to make sure they're putting in the ones that don't have that, so a higher chance of a, of a live birth. And we don't have... I've never had a miscarriage. Like I said, I've only been pregnant one time with one live birth. Right. And so that's why I don't think we're going to do that. Probably not. It's... I don't know. It's it's kind of like, if you're going to go through this process, do you want to make sure your child doesn't have a severe genetic disorder? And we didn't with Persephone. Um, it's most parents don't 
they, they might test themselves or whatever to make sure. And there are other tests that can be done before 12 weeks right. of pregnancy. Right. Um, and I, I, with Persephone, I declined those tests because I was in my 20s. <laughs> um, but if I, the next time I'm pregnant, I do know that I will get those tests because now I'm of an advanced maternal age. <laughs> You're <laughs> stage two. Because I'm 35. <laughs> You're level two. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I thought it was a really cool thing. Um, and who knows? I think it's also a thing we could do. Like if we d- if we try one cycle and don't get pregnant, or I have a miscarriage, then second cycle. That's probably something we could then add on. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure they'll let us add on as much expenses <laughs> as we want. Yeah. What do you want? They'll throw on the expenses. But now know. that we know, we're doing three cycles for sure with the insurance plan. Max three. We might be doing one and being being lucky. But right. Max three. Yep. Uh, so that might be something we add on later to a later cycle. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. It's interesting. All right. You got anything else for this week? I think that is all I have. Okay. So I want to close out the show by saying my stress level right now is Bob Ross. (laughs) Oh, you're down now. I'm down now because we've made the money decision. Okay. So stress level Bob Ross. You know, we never talk about my stress level. What's your stress level? Well, I don't know that I have a stress level, so... That was really great. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that Chris decided to, that we needed to pause the show so he, he really, could tell us his stress level. Well, we could talk about it. <laughs> for him um, to then say he had no stress level. <laughs> I, I have a hard time differentiating between stress and happiness. Does okay, that make okay. sense? I've never really had... I don't feel stress that much. The only stress... That I, the last stress I can really f- remember feeling is with Persephone and the whole thing that was going on. I. So I... I, I you might be mixing up stress and something else. I don't really feel I think, stress. I think yesterday, uh, yesterday we had an event that we have at our house called May Day. Yay, thanks for coming to May Day, everybody. But that's okay. a good example. Um, you were stressed. I wasn't stressed. You were stressed. On Saturday, you were stressed. Yes. So Chris and I fight about May Day. Always have. <laughs> yes. Always probably will. Um, but, but we still do it. Or Crystal does it, and I still support that because he enjoys it and needs it. Whatever. And so Saturday, a lot of things had to get done. And uh, my car decided to have it, the battery die. And so there was stress there, Chris. That well, was stress because be he honest. had a lot of stuff to do and couldn't do it until we fixed sure. my car. But if we could be honest, I'd say 80% of that was lack of sleep. So, <laughs> But that's, that's what I'm telling you. That's what stress feels like is what I'm trying to tell you. Well, right. I, but even then, it was probably like a level two, if anything. All right. So know. anyway, what's I your stress level right now? <laughs> one, but it's weird. Like I was saying, so even yesterday, you can have fun. You can be unstressed, but you can still... A second later, it's gone, you know, you're and you're unhappy because of our shitty life that we're in. And that's what it's like, um, especially May Day. May Day is a great example of this, how it's fun all the time, but it'll one a kid will say one thing or will just look a certain way or act a certain way, and then it's gone for five minutes. You need to take a break. You need to go off because it just reminds you so much of what you don't have anymore. So Yeah. And it sucks, but it's fun, and it... Um, it helps remember her. So, I think that's about it, right? We'll yeah, leave it on a I low think. Note. I, well, I know we did kind of get low there for a while, sorry, everybody. But I think I want to fin- close out all of our shows with our plan of what we're going to do. Good idea. In Good the idea. next week before our next podcast. One of these days, I will make an appointment with that thing. So this week, we will. Chris will have an appointment. He needs to have another semen analysis. I don't know if that's going to get done, though. Let's be honest. What? I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that appointment. You might have to make it for me. <laughs> oh, is that what we're saying? I'm going to make his point. So Amy's going to make an appointment for Chris for a semen analysis. Um, and they're doing this analysis, I think, just really to determine if you need the intraclimatic plasmic 
Paige be better than Yeah, or if his spermies uh, can do their job unassisted. Right. And then also, I will likely be the one to look into the insurance program also and how we go about buying that. Yeah, that'll be the next thing. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, okay. All right, um, we do have an email address, so if you have any questions, you haven't got comments, you got just general complaints, whatever you want, you want to yell at me for swearing every now and then, it's expensive, sciencebaby at gmail.com, nice and easy, the same name as the um, the show, at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. Yep, we do. Put stuff there, we'll respond to it. We're looking forward to one day having a mailbag section where we can talk about things that people bring up to us. So, yeah. um, That's it. Have a great week. Uh, if you're in the in the, you're in the neighborhood for something different, check out uh, Geeks Next Door <laughs> podcast because we could use all the listens we, we need. So. All right. See you next right. week. Thanks.